Hey everybody, welcome to our podcast. I'm Alicia. And I'm Chelsea. And this is Camp Final Girls. Welcome to take two of this week's podcast. I know, we're uh, here again. Yes, unfortunately, the first time we recorded it, I think I was just too far away from my microphone. Some I was half asleep, probably. <laughs> oh, I was pretty sure it was all a dream for me. Yeah, when I started listening to it, I was like, wait a minute, what is happening? I don't think these people are going to understand what I'm saying. <laughs> I know I was listening to it and I was just more concerned with the fact that you sounded like you were shouting and I sounded like I was whispering (laughs) from across the room or something. But hey, that happens, you know, sometimes people have to re-record and maybe second time around will be even better. I hope so, because if not, what was all of this for? For the fun of it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, how was your weekend? Uh, I was pretty busy. We went to a haunted house yesterday. It was fun. The kids are like, why aren't you screaming? (laughs) Or why aren't you uh, screaming louder? I was like, well, I don't know. I guess it's different when you're with your kids than when you're with like a significant other, like the reaction's different. Like, is it? Yeah. Well, for me, it was because it's like the kids have their friends. So I'm kind of like left in the background. Oh, they brought their friends. Yeah. Oh, dang. (laughs) <laughs> so they had their friends to hold on to and like connect with and I'm all in the back like by myself <laughs> oh that's really sad I mean I went to a haunted house too this weekend and it was so much fun but of course in the like parking lot bo- beforehand we had to take some liquid courage shots and I just wasn't scared at all so you know it's fine my sister was screaming the whole time the entire time Okay, so this story is about Doris Feither and the Entity House. Mm -hmm. She's a single mother in her early 30s with four children, three boys and one girl. Their ages range from 16 to six years old. Feither moved into a home with her children in Culver City, California in in 1974. Growing up, Doris had a tumultuous past with her family. Her parents were very abusive alcoholics and they ended up disowning her after a series of altercations while she was in her teens. So they like kicked her out of the house when she was a teenager? Yes. You know, it's so weird because like during that time, the 70s and 80s, that happened a lot. Like my dad was kicked out when he was like 14 or something like that. Yeah, my mom, she wasn't necessarily kicked out, but she left because they were just too strict and it was unreasonable, you know, their request. Mm -hmm. So I just, I don't know if it was her family's religion or what it was, but they just were very hard on her. And, you know, my mom wasn't a bad kid, but I just, you know. Yeah, and I can't imagine like doing that to my kid just being like yeah get out of my like, house yeah it doesn't matter how old they are like you know my parents never kicked us out you know they wanted more for us but you know if we ever needed help they were always there for us so I'm I'm lucky in that aspect that if 
I ever needed to move in, you know, for whatever reason, they'd be willing to let me back in. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So she's started out in a rough, rough way. Yeah. So, I mean, around that time, she rebelled against her parents and she started participating in seances and she played uh, Ouija boards. And, you know, after she left her family home, she was in numerous failed relationships and, you know, they were abusive as well. And I don't know if it's, that's just a cycle, you know, or how that works, but, you know, that just happened. And all four of her children had different fathers. So shortly after she moved into the Culver City home, a woman came up to her house, knocked on the door and told Doris that she used to live there. And then, mm. so she left without any other explanation. So she just said, I used to live in this house and this house is evil. And she just left. Yeah. She didn't explain <laughs> anything else other than it was evil. Mm-hmm. Um, Did this house have like a, a background at all? Like, was it the site of like some kind of weird murders or not that I read, but they also said that it was twice condemned by the city and I'm not sure why I'm just maybe it's just it makes area. me yeah I mean it just makes me really curious because usually when they condemn a place it's because something like crazy happens there it could just be like a really bad tattered home which is kind of weird because I showed you the house and it doesn't mm-hmm. seem like it would be a house that would be condemned unless in the inside things weren't working or not properly maintained for whatever reason but you know, her house was pretty much a mess. And I'm assuming because she had kids, it was hard to keep, you know, she's a single mom. So it was hard for her to just do everything herself. And, you know, her kids were almost different ages to like how my kids are, you know, in that age, they're kind of just in their own little world and they don't really want to help you. So it's tough. Um, But uh, Dora started to go through some very weird experience uh, where she claimed to have been physically attacked by a group of ghosts along with other strange occurrences in which she also claimed that they were raping her on multiple occasions. So did it just like start out like so aggressive or did it slowly build to that? No it started aggressive she just was being attacked and what's crazy it's when it started when she moved into that house so you would think it all it you know would stay in the home or there's something there that's causing it to happen well yeah especially if the old person who used to live there is like hey this house is evil mm-hmm. and then uh, stuff like that starts right mm-hmm. away and she's being like attacked by them and raped by them that's really scary yeah and one of her sons reported that The family experienced some minor level psychokinetic activity before even moving to the Culver City home. So So they already had something attached to their family. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't think it was that extensive until they moved there. Hmm. So um, while she was at the bookstore, Doris overheard a lecture from a man named Dr. Barry Taff and his colleague, Carrie Gaynor, talking about paranormal activity. 
These men both worked for a parapsychology lab at UCLA. They agreed to do an interview with her August 22nd, 1974. Mm. After the interview, they believed that they came across somebody with a tormented childhood with deep emotional issues. Their initial reaction was that she was crazy and should seek help from a psychiatrist at the Neuropsychiatric Institute where they worked. Uh, It's just, it drives me insane when I hear stuff like that, because especially back in the day, like women were found crazy for like the stupidest things. And like, they were always thrown into places for like, oh, you wash the dishes wrong, go into the mental asylum. And it's like, it just really upsets me. Women have always had that stigma on them. Plus they probably didn't really believe a lot of things that women said. But they were paranormal investigators or whatever, right? So. Yeah, but I'm sure she described what was happening to her. And she was just like, how is that even possible? They probably just got ghosts. You could see, you know, maybe like a spiritual thing. They probably didn't think that it was this like, aggressive aggressive yeah yeah so um even though they were skeptical about her they agreed to visit her home Mm -hmm. when they got there they immediately noticed some strange things the house smelled as if there was rotting flesh and the bedroom was extremely cold even though the rest of the house was hot and there was no her her bedroom yeah just her bedroom was cold and I'm assuming that's where a majority of her attacks occurred. Yes. Okay. Um, so the house didn't have any air conditioning. So that's how they knew something was kind of off mm-hmm. about it. Uh, so during the time conducting research, which was a period of 10 weeks, starting that day that they did the interview, uh, Taft and Gaynor witnessed many strange like poltergeist type events which mm-hmm. if you don't know what that is um, I do but tell the li- listeners just in case so uh, let me see where is it in my notes <laughs> okay I don't know <laughs> it's somewhere here there's a lot of notes <laughs> Well, I know poltergeist activity is more like stuff being moved around or things turning on and off and stuff like that. Whereas like, right? Yeah. So the paranormal activity that Doris experienced seemed to be more poltergeist is what they believed and not a ghost. Uh, The difference between the two is a ghost is known as a spirit of a person who passed away and is mm-hmm. making themselves seen to someone that is still living. A poltergeist is simply translated to a noisy ghost, which means they have the ability to make noise, throw objects around, disrupt the physical environment around them. They can even bite, pinch, and attack their human victims. So, um, while they were, uh, while she was talking to them about her experiences, she explained that candle holders were being thrown Ooh. at one point, uh, a fuse box being ripped from the wall and flew towards her, 
a vase also appeared and was thrown across the room and crashed to the floor. And her kids weren't seeing all this drama going on? They did. They did see some of it happen. They even were attacked as well. Um, She continued to get attacked on a nightly basis. And during one of the attacks, she said two small ones were holding her down while a larger one was raping her. She ended up having bruises and scratches on her inner thighs, and she also claimed that they were possibly of Asian descent. Which... Okay, so all of this, like, clamors going on in this house and stuff, like, usually houses in, yeah. like, California, um, cities like that are pretty close together. Did the neighbors not hear any of this going on? Um, they actually... I'm assuming she would be screaming yeah okay I think they experienced stuff as well like both of her neighbors I Mm. I don't know know if it was that house or a different house she moved to I'm not really sure exactly because the reports vary Mm. um but she said one of her sons witnessed these attacks against her when he went to help her he was flung backwards with great force and he fell to the ground so she had some kind of like this this house alone had some kind of energy that these ghosts were able to use but she herself she like opened some kind of portal or something made yeah. her kind of like a, a medium or something where ghosts can use her and that's what uh some researchers would say that Doris was to blame for the paranormal attacks for these entities because they claim she might have psychic uh, or have been a psychic or have psychic abilities. Mm. Or, and she had all that negative energy and was an easy target. Uh, and her dabbling into the occult when she was younger, like you said, may have opened a portal to these evil spirits. It's not just a ghost of somebody it's like an evil spirit of some kind or demon. obviously I mean the fact that they're like sexually assaulting her and have the power to do that because usually like with a haunt it's hard for ghosts to even be able to move objects or make themselves known or seen and the fact that they're able to physically attack her those mm-hmm. are some strong spirits which actually makes me wonder if they weren't ghosts at all like what if they were demons i mean they could have been i don't think anybody really knows for sure what it was Um, because you open those doors and it lets evil in and you might think that oh i'm trying to connect with my old grandma who died a long time ago but it's really like a demon attacking you yeah like that would be scary like to see or feel like whatever she was feeling you know Mm -hmm. like and uh when the researchers, investigators uh, first arrived, uh, they were obviously skeptical, but then they saw a frying pan being flown out of a cupboard. And when they went to check it out, they thought maybe there was like some kind of spring attached and then it was like some kind of trick. And they saw that it wasn't, that it was real. So that's when they decided to continue their investigation uh, at her house. Gosh, her, her house just sounds like a hazard all the way around. Like, I wouldn't even want to be there. Objects like that are flying around. Yeah, and one at one point, it hit her in the head. 
Oh my gosh. She probably had a concussion or something after, but back in the day, she probably just shrugged it off. Okay. I'm going to tell you like, sorry to make this about me, but a side note, I might have a slight concussion because last night I slammed my head real hard into the nightstand that was next to my nephew's bed that I was sleeping in. (laughs) I almost knocked myself out. It hurt so bad. And I forgot about it until this morning I was showering and I was like shampooing my head and I was like why does my head hurt so bad and I was like oh yeah I had knocked myself really hard last night and then decided to go to bed that was really smart of me that happened to me one time and I I like smacked it right in the corner of my my nightstand like and it left me a scar on my eyebrow I was like what the it hurt bad I felt dizzy for a second yeah I felt a little concussed today so I'm surprised well, I'm able to do this right now. Well, hopefully it doesn't get worse. <laughs> hopefully. Fingers crossed. Okay, continue your story. So um, during the investigation, she called after they had left for the night. She called them saying all the poster boards that they had taped up because they were trying to like enclose it and to record everything. So they mm-hmm. uh, taped up black poster board and they said all of it was torn down and she was a small petite woman and they said that she could have done it but they don't think that she did because it was just with utter like strength that it was just torn down a poster board's not that strong uh I think it was probably high up they probably had it all throughout the the room (sighs) and her her kids even had a name for one of them called Mr. Who's It I'm not sure why, but that's Mr. Kind of who's it? Like what you call it? Yeah. <laughs> um, the investigators claimed while they were listening to the audio that they recorded um, at her home, they could hear deep breathing and footsteps approaching the microphone, and Ooh. then it would, then it shut off completely, and they didn't hear that when they were there. Oh, like an EVP status kind of what is that an electro voice phenomenon it's like a recording that you don't hear with your own ears but entities are able to use them that's crazy because I know that like it's stepping up and then breathing and then the microphone dying that was them using that microphone's like battery and draining Mm it yeah Mm -hmm. and during the investigation there was like 30 people there so there's no lying about in her house yeah so there's no lying about yeah they were all different people part of the paranormal um, a lot of people family in your house they were probably all different parts and maybe they wanted like you know their own opinion about it or yeah but when they were explaining this situation to their supervisor she didn't believe them she said maybe it was like a mass hallucination or you know, whatever, but it's like, how do you know, um, see that? Yeah. Do you know anything about the paranormal investigation group? Cause they sound pretty interesting. The fact that they have 30 people and a boss and like, are are they still a thing today? Like they're not, uh, from my understanding the disbanded and I'm not sure why, but I just know the two people they mentioned, they don't mention anybody else that's a part of it. Okay. And if they do, it's probably in other interviews that I didn't come across. Um, 
but they're the, they're the two main ones were I'm assuming they were in charge of it okay so after they would leave their home Doris's older son Brian claimed that the house was more active and angry the house activity not only intensified after they left but when the son would play his music from Black Sabbath it would also kind of form like a chain reaction and orbs and lights would you know form all around the lights would flicker on and off and it was just really active after those different uh times well see and that makes me think too that it could also possibly be demonic because like listening to that kind of music and stuff like was a part of they say the satanic panic and she was Mm -hmm. doing Ouija board stuff and then that music was like yeah probably added to it mm-hmm. if Fan it especially flame. if it was yeah demonic or even just some kind of evil spirit mm-hmm. or something so when they were at her house the, she would tell them that the entities right in front of her for some reason she could see things that they didn't they did see some stuff but I think she saw a lot more yeah, she, I think like, it's because she's a sensitive or something. Yeah, yeah, she's like a medium or something. She uh-huh. could see them. So when it was right in front of her, they would snap a Polaroid, but it would be bleached out completely. And then they would take another picture right after when it was calm and she said it was gone and things, uh, the picture was clear. So they were kind of like, is that really something? That'd be so scary. So would be they, so scary. Yeah, the, so they they also started seeing the orbs as well. And they said it was like a greenish yellow color. And Ooh. it started to form into a human torso, but it never became a complete person. <laughs> it was just the torso, no head. That's so nothing. weird. Yeah, and it was all green. Like a male or a female? It was a like a big, like a big male figure. Oh. Was it in shape? Or was, <laughs> did it have it. a dad bod? maybe (laughs) it might have had muscles (laughs) so um during the investigation they tried to photograph uh during this time but what they captured was pretty astonishing it was like a comet that framed doris while she was sitting on the bed Mm -hmm. it created like an arc shape and they said there's no way that it was like a flashlight or any type of light because like a bug flying (laughs) no because light bends you know when you have a flashlight it bends like with the walls yeah so this light didn't bend they said it was but for a bug I don't think it was a bug (laughs) because it was like it was huge so unless well you know but if especially with polaroids if a bug's like flying in that no but that one that one's not a polaroid this is a different kind of picture oh and they even used um so the room was pitch black. There was no light at all. Uh, they used a deep red filter strobe. So I'm assuming that's how they were able to get the pictures that they got because they got two different pictures. I saw the one of them I sent to you, but the other yeah. one I saw in the, the video that he did, the interview he did, he showed another picture. He got two other arcs in an, another picture. Um, oh that's an interesting like shape for it to form because that's mm-hmm. not like normal shapes for orbs yeah I mean I think it's just because 
back then it was the it, the technology wasn't like what it is today so I'm sure they could kept capture better things yeah I'm sure they have oh yeah oh yeah I watch ghost hunting shows all the time <laughs> I'll have to check them out you do you have to. um so Dr. Taff ki- mentioned that when Doris was heavily drinking this Ooh. is when she would experience those phenomena uh it would happen more frequently but then when she was sober it completely stopped and he said he's That's not because sure. they knew oh Oh, sorry. She, he, he's not sure if it's relevant to the situation or not. I think it is because I think that they knew that she was um, a medium that they could use. And when she was intoxicated, it, she became more vulnerable and stronger. Like they were able to use her more because when you're intoxicated, you let a lot of things happen to you that you wouldn't when you're sober. That's true. I agree. So, um, after several weeks of this daily abuse that Doris and her children experienced while living in the home, she decided to move. So she moved to Carson, California. Within just a few weeks of moving into her new home, there was more paranormal activity that started occurring again. Okay. I don't know if you know this information. I'm just like curious. Do you know what she did for a living? Like she was a single mom of four and she just kept moving. Like, where did she have this money from? They didn't mention what her uh, trade was at all. Okay. I was just curious. Cause I'm they like, just, yeah, she, they just her. said, basically she earned enough money to move her, her family. And then at that second home, her neighbors, remember you were asking if her neighbors heard it. So yeah. this is when her neighbors, both neighbors experienced that type of stuff too like what, it, what were they experiencing it didn't say it just said that they experienced paranormal activity I don't think like they the went, ghosts were going into their houses too or they just like heard it they probably heard it or they it you know visited them too it didn't explain what they experienced because they probably don't care about them <laughs> because it mainly happened to her they're not main um, character vibes they're not the main character <laughs> <laughs> so uh Dr. Taff and Carrie Gaynor also went there and they did experience it there too. So they were able to see it. Mm. So after moving from Carson, she moved again to San Bernardino. Then from San Bernardino, she moved to Texas. Jeez. Then she went from Texas and went back to San Bernardino. And she's um, all over the place. She was probably I wonder how to- her kids are like, mom. <laughs> Like, obviously, moving isn't working, and I have to make new friends every school we go to. They probably didn't mind because they were experiences, so they were hoping that moving so frequently that, you know, it wouldn't, it would need time to catch up to them. (laughs) So they're all in the car with them, like, we're in your boxes. (laughs) I know, they follow them. They're hanging on to the car. (laughs) But they followed her. Wherever she went, they were there. So all the ghosts or just some of them just it didn't say like explain exactly if like if the same things happen or it was the same three ghosts they just said the same type of because what if she was just a medium and she was moving into different houses and each house that she went to had different types of ghosts there I mean that was a possibility because they didn't explain um what happened to her at those other houses other than she experienced the paranormal activity at every single house she moved to 
uh, not she, okay. she didn't keep in contact with Dr. Taff and I'm not sure why. I don't know if she was very skeptical of him because yeah, maybe she's like, her. obviously it's not working either. Whatever he's helping her with. Yeah. She, uh, he reported that her psychological state was made obvious because she reported that during the rape by the ghost that she was impregnant impreg (laughs) (laughs) she got pregnant she got she is with child can't say that word i don't know why (laughs) she got pregnant with a baby ghost that's what they said oh no medical testing would show that she was not pregnant but she suffered from an ectopic or hysterical pregnancy (laughs) that's that's what i feel like every single day (laughs) (laughs) um when she moved to from san bernardino to texas like i said she didn't tell them Uh, but she she, doors where are you (laughs) so they didn't they weren't able to continue their investigation so they don't know what happened to her so the only ones that kept in contact with her and her children was an author named Frank DeFelita. Mm-hmm. He wrote like a that. book. <laughs> he wrote a book titled The Entity, and he based it off of her paranormal experiences. So, okay. yeah. Have you read that book? I did not, <laughs> but I should. Didn't have time. <laughs> I didn't have time. I have to buy it. <laughs> yes. Um, Xavier Ortega of ghost theory shared an interest in the case and he decided to thoroughly research it and even was able to interview Doris's children. Mm. He was not able to directly interview her. Uh, He found out she passed away at 58 in 1999. Of? Did not say. Alcoholism. Probably. (laughs) I mean, it could have been. Yeah. I mean, if she was a heavy drinker. How how did they not know how she died? It just said she passed away. You know, there's a lot of information that is left out, like the stuff that you asked. Um, All the stuff that I've asked. All the stuff. (laughs) (laughs) But he was able to piece together, like, the information and was able to uh, have some of this, like, like her age and all that. Yeah. Uh, Because she wasn't willing to open up like she did uh, with Frank that she did with the uh, paranormal investigators and my assumption is because they just weren't as willing to like believe her even though they saw some of the stuff they thought she was crazy from the beginning so after she passed did her kids still experience stuff um from my assumption they did uh it doesn't say for how long okay Um, but they did experience it after she had passed away but she did not like to talk about it towards the end of her life. And I don't blame her because that's but very She traumatic. was still experience, experiencing it like her whole life until she died. As far as I know, there wasn't much more after this, you know, her moving back and forth with their children. Okay. It doesn't say the years or the age, you know. Well, maybe she like either it died off or she learned coping mechanisms to the point where eventually she either got used to it or ignored it or maybe it just maybe continued she until found she jesus <laughs> and he's all ah ah what is it called 
touched by the blood of jesus i come condemn you in the name of jesus christ lord i rebuke you there you go i couldn't yeah. think of these words <laughs> i condemn you <laughs> well her houses were her house was condemned twice so it was um, <laughs> but the people that lived there after did not experience any paranormal paranormal entities or activity or anything of this because when she moved in like obviously there was already something there because the past resident said that but they attached to her and just followed her and they're like i don't care about that house i got this brick. and that's probably why it was condemned because there was something fishy happening there i mean there was a smell of rotting flesh so maybe there was dead bodies there. <laughs> what the hell was that like Bro, that we're not gonna investigate this we're just gonna cover it up and sell it to somebody else like that movie poltergeist how they had the dead bodies when they were digging up the pool oh uh, yeah i mean it reminds me of um john wayne gacy where he, he would hide the bodies in the walls and his family was living there and they had no clue i'm like how can you not smell that yeah that's crazy it's but really scary they did make a movie from the book and it was called The Entity that starred Barbara Hershey in 1983. And it was rated the top 11 scariest movies. Wait, what year? 1983. Oh, okay. And Martin Scorsese mm-hmm. was the one that rated it top 11. So definitely something we should watch. Yes. A, a good 80s horror film. I'm yes. on board. I got my daughter to watch Beetlejuice with me yesterday she's never seen Beetlejuice no girl my Beetlejuice nails I know she loved it that's what my child is going to be for Halloween actually went yeah actually went and bought the costume but then she tried it on and it was too small so I gotta return it but I can't find the I'm like how is anything too small for you you are tiny yeah tiny but I can't find the receipt so so what are you pray for be? me I am gonna be a safari guide that got attacked by one of the animals <laughs> and well, it's gonna be great I decided to do something pretty easy because I'm probably gonna just stay at my parents house and do like a family thing mm-hmm. I, I'm gonna get a bat poncho <laughs> a what a bat poncho uh-huh. <laughs> what kind of character is that crazy it's lady that has bat ears uh, <laughs> i thought it was just a poncho with some bats on it i was like okay so you're bat shit crazy or <laughs> yeah that's exactly why <laughs> I, knew it. I knew it but anyway i mean this this is kind of a crazy story like i it feels like it's not real like it didn't really happen well, like it's a like part that- of me is like I believe some of what she was going through obviously because there's so many witnesses to it but some of it I'm like either she was crazy or it did happen but I just like I don't know like when she talks about certain things I'm like yeah but like what proof do you have like that yeah. just seems like like maybe she wanted attention because she wanted help with the ghost or maybe it actually ha- I just like never hear about that kind of stuff unless it's demonic like that's when I hear about that kind of stuff and it could have been demonic you know because they did see some of the stuff but you only hear the word from her and her children so she could have like taught them to say these things Mm -hmm. because only they know what they saw other than like you know when they were there and did experience that and it could have 
not been as active. I mean, who really knows? Just them. But other than this time period, it's there's not much more out there. Yeah, I mean, because those kind of things too, I felt like it happened a lot back in that day. And I feel like too, it's like either people didn't want like their story to be out there too much because they don't want to be seen as crazy. But this lady's claiming like that she was sexually assaulted by ghosts. Like, it's just crazy. And she had like the bruises and scratches to prove it. But well, she could have self mutilated too. She could have. And I feel like, who like I said who knows maybe she could have but also maybe she was trying to make it sound more crazy than it was because she really wanted help and she wanted to make it look urgent mm-hmm. you know like somebody needs to help me they're assaulting me yeah it's crazy so you said it was Asian ghosts I I'm assuming you don't know this but I'm wondering then like if there's maybe history in that house or history from her past where it was like Asian family got murdered there or something like that I mean possibly there's so many different ethnicities in Culver City yeah my mom is from there and she you know what's crazy it was on Braddock Drive and my mom said she lived there around that time and I'm like how could you not hear about this but then again (laughs) there's no social media there's no like well how old was your mom at the time it happened in 1974 she was 14 yeah because I feel like especially if she has 30 investigators at her house that had to be somewhere in the news but if you think about it you I mean he wrote a book in the 80s Mm -hmm. but you know I don't know I I, because if my mom literally lived on that street and she doesn't she's never heard of it my dad's never heard of it I even asked my uncle who's older too and he never heard of it so it's kind of an interesting you know story that they lived around that time and yeah they never heard of it because it's such a intense like haunting if it is like 100% real it's really intense and the fact that well and like I said too it's sometimes people don't want that knowledge out there but the fact that she had 30 investigators in her house she clearly wanted people to know about it so I mean maybe if you were like interested in that type of thing maybe you knew about it but but it was also like the satanic panic like I said like everybody was talking about that stuff because they thought you know music had subliminal messages in them and people kids were doing bad things that they would associate with that stuff but sometimes it wouldn't be like just listening to black sabbath or whatever but they didn't mention like demons or you know anything like that they just mentioned ghosts and poltergeist so which maybe they didn't think about that though because that's the first place my mind went because like i said ghosts don't really do a lot of that stuff but maybe they just to that extent like it's, it was brutal like yeah. almost like a serial killer or serial rapist would do like a real life one but the fact that it was a ghost I mean or whatever it was some type of crazy entity I, I feel like it was demonic yeah I feel like it was and maybe they didn't want to say it was that because then they w- didn't want to admit that they were well, dealing with yeah they're scientists so yeah you know, they believe science so they, I don't think they believe in heaven and hell well right. and if they do they're not gonna say it because as a scientist you, you want to believe well, but that's the thing about like being 
non-religious is like non-religious people will believe in demons and the devil but they won't believe in like god and angels you know so it's like like a catch-22 kind of thing but yeah if they're scientists though a lot of scientists don't even want to admit that they believe in ghosts because that's kind of embarrassing Mm -hmm. you know it's like one of those cliche things like I don't know I feel like you would get mocked in the scientific community for that. And kind they of probably stuff. did when they were first like explaining. And that's why it disbanded. Happening. Probably. <laughs> they, that's probably why they just didn't believe half of the stuff that even though they captured it, they were just probably like, oh, it was probably something else. Yeah, exactly. And I'm just, I don't know. It's just really interesting to me because obviously like she just kind of moved and moved and moved and moved on with her life. And they were like, okay well I guess case closed and then they moved on maybe when she stopped discussing it that's when she stopped getting attacked maybe maybe like when she stopped giving it the attention that it so clearly desperately wanted yeah it stopped exactly because like when they listened to the music that's when they became really noisy because I think they enjoyed it and I think when she stopped talking about it she's probably stopped getting attacked because maybe she became sober maybe maybe she got to a certain age and was just like i'm done she's like no more alcohol and no more ghosts attacking me yeah uh crazy i like listening to spooky stories because um it's spooky season but also because like it it's just really interesting listening to that kind of stuff because you have so many different arguments for both sides of it being Mm -hmm. real or it being fake and just interesting interesting stuff to listen to well I'm interested in what you have to say next week or I guess this week (laughs) yes (laughs) get ready for it even though this episode's gonna come out late because technical difficulties but hopefully this time it recorded better (laughs) but you did have extra stuff to throw in there I did which is good too and that's what I realized I was like oh shoot I didn't say this I'm kind of glad that we redid it because then I could really tell you more and explain it in better detail exactly yeah because especially stuff like this where it's like most people don't even believe in it like the stories can get confusing if they're like wait she (laughs) did what (laughs) yeah Uh, all right well thank you for telling that lovely horrible story (laughs) that lovely horrible story (laughs) it was horrible because I don't want to hear about being attacked by ghosts yeah actually sometimes I do but not sexually assaulted that's oh yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) all right well get ready for my episode that's coming we're probably going to record end of this week sometime we'll figure it out Mm -hmm. it's going to be great it's going to be great (laughs) yes it is all right, well, thank Goodbye. you for listening. <laughs> thank you, everyone. Goodbye. Bye.